What's up people of Earth and welcome to The Watcher. My name is Tabit Esser. Today's episode we're going to be discussing everything going on in the world. Um, I'm going to start off with uh, some some good news, some, some very very good news, some big news also. It's uh, the Disney and Fox merger has officially happened uh, as of yesterday, um, 12 o'clock yesterday. Uh, Eastern time in America, uh, the deal was signed, and uh, all the Marvel properties and shit, all the properties under the Fox banner are now under the Disney banner. Um, but for us, this means that we get we get some interesting things. We get our Fantastic Four back. We get X Men back. We get Deadpool back. We get all the characters that were under the Fox banner back um i know a while back i spoke about which characters were were taken by fox when the merge happened um uh now i can't remember who i know one big one that they have is galactus in terms of villains fox had the rights to galactus uh and now marvel has the rights to galactus so it's 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 dope um, then moving forward, I think this is going to be amazing. We have now, um, you know, this, this window of opportunity where anything can happen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like the, the, the possibilities are endless. You know, after Endgame, we could get Fantastic Four. We could get the Avengers vs. the X-Men. We could get Spider-Man being captured by you're being uh, recruited by Charles Xavier because he thinks he's a mutant. We can get all the, the awesome comic book stories that we've wanted. One movie that needs to happen is Fantastic Four. That was, uh, in my opinion, that needs to happen as soon as possible because that was Stan Lee's first Marvel comic and you know, after his passing in this year, in this past year, um, that movie needs to be uh, a tribute to Stan. I think it needs to it needs to happen and it needs to be done properly, and it needs to be taken care of when it's done. Um, and uh, I think that would be a nice little tip of the hat and a wave goodbye to Stan Lee uh, if, if when the Fantastic Four movie comes out. Also, um, uh, Deadpool's moving to Disney. So, Deadpool, the Deadpool that we've seen might be a very different Deadpool. Uh, so, there could be some sort of, there could be pitfalls in this merger as well. I doubt, that, I doubt very much that Disney is going to be spitting out R-rated projects. Um, so, for Deadpool to be Deadpool, it may be very different. But I don't know. You know, Disney, is, they own everything. Uh, so... Maybe they will just be like, okay, make it R-rated. Fuck it. We make enough money as it is. It's not like we're going to lose any money by making it R-rated. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, good news is now we're going to get all the movies that we wanted. We will get the X-Force movie. We will get a Deadpool 3. Um, we may even get a uh, a Domino movie. Zazie Beats could get her own movie, which I would love. Domino is a great character. She has the most cinematic superpower 
so I think a Domino movie would be great. Um, and obviously we have all the Avengers stuff coming out. Yesterday, Kevin Feige released a statement that Captain Marvel is going to be taking the reins in a major way in the MCU and she's going to be controlling the larger storyline after Endgame, which is dope because that means that everyone is dying. It confirms what, I've, what we've been saying, that Stark is gone, Cap is gone, uh, Widow is gone, you know, Thor dies, all of that shit happens and um, she kind of takes over. Uh, which is awesome because the new Avengers can then kickstart Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Vision, Scarlet Witch, uh, who else will be around the Guardians, Um, trying to think who else would be around, maybe Black Widow and Hawkeye but I doubt it, like they might live and then just retire, (laughs) go work for S.H.I.E.L.D. again, um, so yeah, good news, Fox, Marvel, the merger, it's real, it happened, uh, everyone's excited, uh, I think it's the best thing that could have happened, not like now it's it's fact that Disney runs the world, Disney is the strongest corporation on the planet, and we should fear them, not cherish them, but it's uh, it's good for the moviegoer, because the, the products at Fox that was sitting on tables not getting made um, will now get looked at properly. Every project that Fox had coming out will get looked at properly and if Disney enjoy it, they're still gonna happen. So if there's any movies that people were excited for or TV shows that people were excited for on the Fox network and now all of a sudden they're gone, it's because Disney hated them. Uh, so generally, when when these mergers happen, every movie that's in um, in production at the time goes into the state of limbo. And if Disney decides they want the movie to be made, the movie continues to get made. Um, but like, it's good for Fox because Fox haven't produced anything gobsmacking in a while like they haven't given us that movie that's like damn you know like obviously there's the Oscar stuff I'm talking about just a general good movie there hasn't been one in a while and um, this way they'll be working with people that are a lot more capable of producing good movies Uh, also their, their pool is now larger you know people will want to go work for Fox uh, so, uh, it, it, it's mutually beneficial, it's a good move for everyone, we get our X-Men movies eventually, we get our Fantastic Four movie, and, um, you know, we get to see what that'll be like finally in the hands of Disney, um, I think, well, Marvel, I think, don't get too attached to the X-Men cast that's around now in the Marvel Cinematic, Un- I mean, in the, the Fox Universe, because I see Disney doing a complete overhaul after Dark Phoenix. They get rid of everyone. Uh, they should keep James McAvoy. He's amazing. He, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender can stay. Everyone else can go. <laughs> that's, that's how it, it should be done. Um, 
but uh, I don't know. I probably see them doing a complete overhaul, getting rid of everyone and just starting fresh, clean slate, new characters, uh, new storylines, new arcs, everything. Um, so by the time we see that Fantastic Four movie, it could be a very, very different movie. And uh, I think that's going to be fantastic. Um, then we move on to uh, something that happened in Captain Marvel. By now, I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this has watched Captain Marvel. So, uh, but if you haven't, spoilers. Uh, there's a piece of of history in Captain Marvel. Uh, something. The only thing that kind of links to the higher time, the more important timeline of Endgame, and that's the Tesseract, the Space Stone the goddamn cosmic cube uh it's in captain marvel marvel is using it to power her light speed engines and carol ends up we carol's powers basically come from the tesseract because uh, she shoots a engine uh that gives her her powers but the engine was through its power from the Space Stone. So technically, Carol got her powers from the Space Stone. Um, so everyone was asking me, what does that mean for the timeline uh, of the Tesseract? So it's, the timeline of the Tesseract hasn't changed. It's Captain America in World War One. It was found by... Well, okay, let's go all the way back. So um, during the conquering of the Nine Realms... When Odin was still Odin, rampaging through the world, uh, through the world, I should say, and uh, conquering, he wanted to gather all the Infinity Stones. And um, when he realized the destruction he'd caused, he stopped, sentenced his daughter to hell, and he left the Tesseract on Earth with the Viking King. Um, Years later, the Tesseract was found by Hydra, and then Captain America found it when him and Red Skull were fighting on the Valkyrie, the plane. And uh, the stone sent the Red Skull to Vormir and it burned through the ship and fell into the ocean where Howard Stark found it. Uh, Howard Stark then tested it for a few years. And um, up until his death, in 91, the Tesseract was uh, was still active. People were still testing it and stuff. But then from the year 89, from 1989 to 1995, the Tesseract went missing. So Howard Stark, by the time he died, didn't know where the Tesseract was either. Now, there's a lot of the- theories that could have happened. Yo, uh, Marvel could have sent a scroll to impersonate Howard. Then uh, that guy could have gotten the, the Tesseract come back to the ship in space. And then we are amazing. We good. We have the Tesseract, whatever, whatever. Or Marvel and Howard could have been working together to try and figure out what the Tesseract could be used for. And uh, Marvel just had a longest period of time with the Tesseract and then Howard died, obviously. So there's a lot of things that can, 
you know a lot of theories that could be could be true uh, but I think the the Howard working with Marvel is the strongest working theory because in the movie there's there's like a book of notes of Marvel's the book that they have of Marvel's with all her notes and stuff in there's a lot of doodles of like of the cube and stuff like that and if you look back in Iron Man 2 or was it 3 no it was 2 when uh, Tony is looking through his father's stuff he finds that book that notebook of his father's and he sees the the cosmic cube drawings and shit and um, I think that kind of links it a little stronger but I would like the test the the scroll idea because then everyone's going to be like how it starts the scroll kill him and uh yeah, that would be funny. Uh, I think that uh, that story would be a lot better than... Oh, no, they work together. Uh, I kind of hope he was a scroll. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that that's now the new timeline of the Tesseract. So then after 95, uh, the cat, the flurkin, spits it out on Fury's desk. Fury then keeps it close to his chest for a couple of years, then goes to... Shield becomes the director in like 2008, we can say 2007, and then um, he does the uh, Stars Project Pegasus. And then once Pegasus kicks off, he moves. He moves on in a big bad way because then 2012 comes around and Loki shows up, and Loki, you know, steals the Tesseract allows the Chitari in and then the storyline of the Space Stone continues and stays on Asgard until Loki takes it again and then Thor and the Asgardians suffer and then Thanos gets it. So the timeline of the Tesseract has been explained, has been discussed, now we can leave it alone. Uh, more big news, James Gunn got rehired guys. Uh, if, if, if you can remember last year James Gunn got fired from Marvel and Disney off of Guardians of the Galaxy because of a tweet he made in 2009 that was otherwise racy. It was, I think it had something to do with kids. So they they got rid of his tweet. He got rid of his Twitter basically. And then um, they fired him. They fired him and um, they were still going to use his script for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So everyone was very confused about, oh, now who's going to direct the movie? Maybe they get Taika Waititi, maybe they get this person, maybe they get this person. But the fact of the matter is, it was still going to be a James Gunn movie without James Gunn. And that was going to be terrible. So Marvel decided, fuck it, let's hire him back. But he's doing the Suicide Squad movie. So now Marvel can't be like, no, you can't do both movies. So they're like, ah, fuck, we'll take the L. So James Gunn is doing both the Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 movies. Now that is justice on a real level. Because, I mean, (laughs) dude made a tweet in 2009. It was 2018, that's a full nine years later. And they fired him. It's stupid very stupid i think i think disney kind of did it to they thought that him his tweet was going to be bigger than it actually was 
Like they thought they were going to get some serious, serious clapback for having James Gunn working for them still. So they wanted to leapfrog all the pre- the bad press and fire him immediately. And it backfired fucking tremendously because everyone was like, he made the tweet in 2009 and you're firing him. That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, you know, no one was like, yeah, okay, he made a tweet, but no one cared because... We all just wanted a good Guardians 3 movie. And uh, now we'll get it. So, I'm really happy for him, man. James Gunn is a great guy. He's got a fucking genius, genius brain sitting inside his head. And uh, I think he's going to do wonders with, with both projects. Uh, for all the... And this is also... This is a way that we can look at it now. The Marvel and DC worlds are bridging, guys. Like, soon, maybe we'll have actors playing two characters. Oh wait, didn't Jake, uh, uh, didn't fucking Jared Leto just jump from being the Joker and now he's Morbius, the living vampire? So we already have actors jumping and doing same, um, you know, characters in the same universe, era, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So this is for that kind of split in the fandom where we can all just kind of grow up and be like, we love both properties, we love both things, let's just be happy that we have both of them, uh, you know, and stop this whole, oh, DC is better than Marvel, or, no, Marvel is better than DC, uh, bullshit that goes on in life, um, you know, because they don't care, for them it's not about DC being better than Marvel or vice versa, it's about, this movie is going to make a billion dollars, so let's fucking make it, but it's only going to make a billion dollars if if my guy Robert Downey Jr. is in it, and they're like, okay, let's make it, and then we have Batman, with Robert Downey Jr. as Alfred, (laughs) it's a terrible idea, but I think it would make a billion dollars, (laughs) Uh, so yeah, James Gunn has has got his redemption and his life back in in a big bad way, Um, which I think is really, really dope. Uh, what else happened in the world today? Um, oh, we've got a fucking trailers. We got another Aladdin trailer, which frustrates me. Uh, uh, Disney is, this is fucked up Aladdin. Um, they, they took a knife and a gun and a spear and a fucking Molotov cocktail and absolutely murdered Aladdin, um, Will Smith as the genie was, is just terrible, I, I don't like it, I don't like the way he looks, I don't like what he's doing, you know, in the cave when they found him, when they find him first, you see they do the song, uh, now in the cartoons, the original, Robin Williams sings the Friend Like Me song, right? In this version, Will Smith is not singing. He's not singing the same song. He's doing a rap, but to the, the same lines of Friend Like Me, which is cool. You know, it's Will Smith. He raps. He doesn't sing. But the way he looks in the, the CGI, the blue with the massive-ass chest and arms for days, it doesn't work. It doesn't look, it doesn't look good at all. And it's, it's fucking up Aladdin for me. Uh, I may be... Uh, a little harsh on it when the movie comes out obviously I'll have a look at it and give my opinion in a more you know fair and unbiased way 
But for now, I hate the fucking movie. It looks bad. It looks like it's going to be shite. And I don't want to go and watch it. Um, they've, yeah, they've ruined Aladdin for me. Uh, so, you know, if you're a fan of Will Smith, go watch the movie. Um, but remember, he did, you know, Final Earth and fucking Bright. And Will Smith has butchered a lot of movies in his time. Uh, but we look past it because he's Will Smith. I, I can't look past him butchering a ladder. I, I can't. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Aladdin is going to be terrible. But there is a silver lining in this grey cloud. And that's Toy Story 4 finally gave us a full trailer. Uh, in which a lot was revealed. We've got a whole cornucopia of new characters to unpack and look at, um, you know, for the fans of the Toy Story universe, we've, we've, you know, you guys followed this, this story for years now, uh, I know the first movie came out when I was still pretty young, I, I must have been like, five, four or five, when the first movie came out, so also I kind of have a, a little bit of a connection to it, I love the movies, obviously, growing up, um, you know, uh, So I'm excited for this fourth one. I am excited for this fourth one. It's going to be great. Uh, The trailer is amazing. They they do this thing where they give you just enough to get you excited. You know, they don't give you more than than, than what you need. So it's it's like a... Wow, what do they call it? A palate cleanser. It's a palate cleanser. And um, I love it. It, It's good. They're doing a good job. That movie looks amazing. Uh, it looks very, very different, and I would like to see how they incorporate kind of the 21st century child into a Toy Story movie, you know, because like nowadays you don't see many kids playing with toys, at least I don't, you know, I watch, like my cousins watch other kids play with toys on YouTube, it's, it's weird, so I'd like to see how they, they show us that dynamic in the in this 21st century world that they are in uh you know unless they were like now we're not going there we just want these kids to play with toys forever which is also which is also cool i don't mind either or but i would like to see a 21st century child in in a storyline for toy story would be interesting as fuck um and uh finally in the news we've we have uh some sad news and that's coming from the CW. Uh, Arrow is in its final season. Uh, at the end of next year, it will be done. They are leaving us. Uh, for those of you that still watch it, I'm pretty sure it's sad for you. I stopped watching it a while back, like season five. So I don't really, I'm indifferent. Uh, but yeah, it's canceling. Um, uh, what else? Oh, some Batman news is happening. Uh, Matt Reeves has decided that they are going to start filming by the end of 2019. So by the end of this year, Batman starts production. Uh, I think it's genius. I think he's smart to get get ahead of it because, uh, you know, the movie's coming out in 2021. So he'll have two years to fully, fully fledge out this movie. Uh, the script is good from what I've, what I've, you know, from the rumors you hear around. Uh, and read around, I guess, because we don't live in America. Uh, so the rumors you read around, the script is amazing. Uh, 
but giving himself two years to find a solid cast to get the right DPs behind him, to get the right CG guys behind him, to get uh, you're the best possible production crew behind him uh, and make the movie what we all want it to be is going to be great. So I think giving himself two years is genius. Uh, you know, in, in retrospect, it's going to be two years well spent uh, on a movie that's that's going to change the landscape of an entire cinematic universe. So I think um, good move by Matt Reeves. I'm very excited to see who Batman could be. I have a feeling Matt's going to pull a, a move on us and make someone that no one knows Batman. It's going to be an unknown actor uh, that, that's going to dawn the cowl and um, I'm looking forward to it. So... Yeah, that's the news of the day. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Once again, shout out to the sponsor of this wonderful podcast, Anchor FM. Uh, if ever you want to start a podcast, start one with Anchor. They have the best platform. It's easy to use. It's user-friendly. And it's amazing. So use it. Um, and again, thank you guys for listening, for sharing, for liking. I appreciate all the support, all the fandom. And I'll see you guys next Wednesday.